Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. We are going to read from Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken, you have that in the screen too, I will liken or I compare or associate him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Verse 26, Matthew 7, But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Can you repeat after me? I want to be a wise man. What did women say? Okay, hope you said wise women. I want to be a wise woman. Okay, everybody said, that's good. So, right, so, I don't want to be foolish. Repeat that, I don't want to be foolish. I want to be wise. So who is the wise man here? Whoever hears the word and does them. Who is the foolish man who hears the word and who did not do? Who doesn't do? You know, when we hear the word of God, we become wise when we put that word of God in practice. And when we hear the word of God, and when we do not practice those words, practice those scriptures, we become foolish. That's what scripture says. You know, God says, we need to be wise. We need to be found wise. That's the reason this, this parable is given. And Jesus here is saying that, you know, somebody built the house on the rock. And who is that man who hears the word? And who? Practice that word, practice that scripture. And somebody did not practice the scripture. He just hear the word. You know, we hear many sermons, but at the end of it, we don't really practice anything. We don't apply anything in our lives. Then scripture says we are foolish. We are equivalent to building a house on the sand. When wind blows, when flood rises, the house collapses. And God calls us and says, we, you are foolish because you keep hearing, but you're not doing anything according to the word. And this morning, I would like to title my sermon as, build up your resiliency. Build up your resiliency. Resilience describes the ability to spring back after being bent or stretched out of shape. Resiliency is the status where someone is stretched beyond a limit and when everything is over, he's able to come back, he's able to spring back to its original position. The ability to recover from the storms of life, that is what is resiliency. Resilient people adapt to adversities. How many of you go through some kind of adversity in your life? Yes? Yes? Somebody says, yes, me. 
We all go through some kind of adversity. Things are not working the way we want. If everything is working the way I want, and I would be the, I would be the king of this world. But thank God, things are not working in the way I want. Things are working in the way God wants probably in my life. So resilient people, they adapt to any adversity. They weather life storms or they survive life storms. Most of the time they get hit by many situations. But they rise up again. You know, when they rise up, they are going to be more stronger. You look at these trees. Now they suffer through the wind and the storm and the hurricane. So I believe that somehow they recovered. And those bent trees, they could be straight a little later when the hurricane is over. That is what is resiliency. You know, God expects that character in our lives. God wants us to be resilient. God wants to develop resiliency within all of us so that we will be able to handle any adverse situation in our lives. You know, Jesus spoke about the house here, that house that was rained over, hit by floods, beaten over by heavy winds and storms. Still, that house was found erect. Still, that house was standing strong. The house was resilient enough to withstand all the storms that it could face in its life. And this morning, God is asking you, are you able to stand? Are you able to withstand the life storms that are blowing in your life? You know, that are making you, taking you a time of confusion and you feel like withdrawing from everything that you have been doing from, for God. And you just want to get into a silent mode. Probably you think that it is a time that I just want to you know, be on myself. This morning, God is telling you, you need to be resilient. You need to be resilient. Ken Cooper is the kind of guy, I don't want to have him as my neighbor. I don't think you want to have him as a neighbor, as your neighbor. But he is a loving father, a loving husband, and he's a real role model of underprivileged children. But he had a black side, dark side. He was also one of the Florida's most wanted criminals. You're talking about Ken Cooper. He began shoplifting, shoplifting when he was a child, and he started stealing cars. And later on, you know, he, he, he went on you know, uh, robbing banks. So in the middle of all this, his, died, his wife died with cancer in the very early stage. You know, there are many robberies happened in his life after that. And when someone asked, why you do all these things, he said, I'm not really robbing for money. I don't want money. But the purpose was to handle the deep depression that I had after losing my wife. I want to show my anxiety. I want to show my anchor on something. That's the reason I do all these things. And you know what? Ken's double life ended very soon as he was shot when he was robbing a bank. And he was sentenced for 99 years. It's a life imprisonment in the rock. It was the Florida's most infamous prison. So he was also there with his inmates in the prison, Ken Cooper. They were murderers and rape criminals and everybody was there along with him in the prison. But while Ken Cooper was in the prison, he heard about Jesus. 
the love of Jesus. The prison chaplain preached him about Lord Jesus, and Ken Cooper became a Christian. He accepted Jesus Christ. And along with Ken, there were many prison mates, cellmates, they also accepted Jesus Christ. And they started preaching about Jesus to all their prison mates, cellmates. And one day, listen to this, this interesting story. One day, Ken and his friends adopted a kitten. A kitten, it, its backbone was broken. Its eyes were blinded. And they named the kitten as Megu, Mr. Megu. And that was the name of the kitten. And they, Ken Cooper was taking care of the kitten. And Ken Cooper was laying his hands on the kitten's head and praying for God to open its eyes. And it, its eyes opened. And the kittens started seeing. They were, all the inmates together, they were just taking care of the kitten very well. And the prison started changing. There is no more rapist. There is no more thief in the prison. Everybody started coming into the love of Lord Jesus Christ because of the ministry of Ken Cooper and his cellmates. Cellmates. And Ken Cooper was released very soon, pretty soon. And he dedicated his entire life to serve among the prisoners, those who are getting out of the prison after imprisonment. That is resilience. That is what is resilience. You know, this morning God is talking about someone who has gone very far and at the right time he is able to bend back to his virginal position in Christ. When Jesus spoke about this in Matthew 7, 24 to 27, can we have that scripture again? Matthew 7, let, shall we read that scripture again? Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will like him, I will compare and associate with him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock you know this morning the questions that we need to ask what makes us strong what makes us resilient what makes us enduring it's not just hearing the word of god but it is doing the word of god can you repeat that after me doing the word of god doing the word of god you know we want to put this word of god in practice you know how many of us are with me this morning we want to practice the word of god you know otherwise christianity doesn't mean anything we want to put, practice the scriptures in our lives. On the other day, someone was telling me, sharing about his family situation. The only thing I could tell is, we need to be a model to somebody else who is not still following Christ. Because they want to see Christ in our lives. The world today around us is trying to see Christ in our lives. Whose life was founded on the rock? The one who listens and does. One who listens and does. Who can withstand the storms of life? The one who listens the word of God and puts the word of God in practice. You know, there is a great deal of pressure in the word of God. Great deal of attention in the word of God to put into practice what we learn. To whom the more is given, much is required. We are all given sermons every day, every week after week. And we hear sermons online. We hear so much. Much is given. Much is required to. Much is required to. 
And what did they hear? You know, Jesus is, remember, Jesus is in the, almost ending the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew chapter 5, 6, 7, I'll talk about Sermon on the Mount. It's a very long sermon. And Jesus preached this long sermon. At the end of the Sermon on the Mount is what Jesus is saying. You hear, you heard me until now. Now you go and put everything into practice. That's what Jesus is saying. And what did they hear in the Sermon on the Mount? They talk, Jesus talked about the Beatitudes. You remember? Blessed are those. Blessed are those. Beatitudes. Jesus talked about salt and light. Jesus talked about fulfilling the law. He talked about anger and murder and lust and adultery, divorce and re remarriage and oaths. He talked about eye for an eye. Love your enemies and give to the needy people. Give to the poor people. He also mentioned about how to pray. He talked about how to fast. He also talked about you know, false teachers and false prophets. And now he's talking about the wise builder and the foolish builder. They heard so much from Lord Jesus and now Jesus wanted them to go and put them into practice. So resilience is the ability of an object to spring back its original shape. Its ability to withstand all the difficult situations of life. Resiliency is achieved, you know, listen to this. Resiliency is achieved by putting into practice the teachings of Jesus Christ. Can you say that with me? Putting into practice... The teachings of Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus started so many truths. When we put these truths into practice, we become resilient. That's what scripture says. You know, life is going to throw a lot of challenges on our lives. Storm is going to come on our way. We can never stop. But if our house is built on the sand, it is going to collapse. It is going to collapse. God wants us to build up the resiliency. A house that is built on the sand when the storm blows, it is going to just fall down. We cannot expect that to come up again. But a house that is built on the rock when the storm blows, it is going to stand. It may be pushed a little bit here, but it is going to come back. That's what is resiliency. And this morning, let's talk about how do we build resiliency. As we title sermons, building up resiliency. How do we build resiliency? Number one, there are four things we are going to talk about. Number one, be aware of your situation. Be aware of your situation. Number two, be aware of your enemies. Number three, be built on God. Number four, be ready for another season. Can you repeat that with me? Let's close the screen. Do you remember? No? Okay, let's, <laughs> okay, Dan did that. Let's look at the screen and repeat that, okay? Number one, be aware of your situation. A little more louder. You know, there is a reason why I ask you to say louder, right? There is a reason why I shout, I scream this morning during the sermon. There is a reason for that. Okay, be aware of your situation. Be aware of your enemies. Be built on God. Be ready for another season. It's like teaching in first grade, right? So a little later, we are going to get up and march. Right? There is a reason why I say that this morning. Okay? Because we are all getting ready. Be aware of your situation. Number one, be aware of your situation. In order to build resiliency in our lives, in order to build that ability to quickly gain back to the original position, number one thing, first thing we need to do is be aware of your situation. We need to be aware of your situation. That is step number one. I want you to imagine a soldier 
who is in the war friend, who is in the battle friend. He may be facing so many unexpected situations in the area of his operation. Sudden threats of the enemy. Unforeseen dangers coming on his way. Loss of lives in front of them, front of him. Enemy strategies get changed at times. Sometimes we are not able to trust our fellow soldiers, mistrust, misbehavior. Sometimes we lose the commander's favor. You know, the soldier who is in the forefront is vulnerable to all these attacks that he faces every day. This morning, I want to ask this question to you. Where are you today? Now, I believe this morning, God is speaking to us, to some of us. Where are we today? We are living in a strange world. We are living in a strange nation. And this is not our native country for most of us. And we don't have our families nearby. We don't have any of our family members next to us. At times we wonder, Lord, what am I doing under the heaven? Sitting here in this nation. Where are we today? A soldier who is in the forefront of the battlefield feels the same thing at times. You know, at times we feel that we are just left all alone in our lives. What are the threats around us today? There are many threats around us today. Just want you to think about your own life. Health is a threat. When you cross beyond an age, your health is at risk. Nobody can guarantee you, you anything. I had a blood work done last week and I had a doctor visit yesterday. I was praying before we go to the doctor. Lord, help me. Help me. Last time she told, that particular thing is already crossed the limit. Lord, help me. I don't want that to go further because I don't know what to do next. I don't know what she's going to say next. Lord, bring that down. The 2.9 is good, Lord. It is three already. Bring that down, 2.9. Some of you know what, it, what I mean. Right? So, so God's saying, not sorry, I was just praying to God. You know, health is at risk at times. Health is at risk. What about our future? Our future is not guaranteed. What about our study? What about our work situation? What about our children? What about our job? What about, what about our financial situation? What, we are not stable yet in our lives. We are 30, 40, 45. We are not stable yet. Lord, what is going on in my life? What is going on in my life? By the time we try to settle down, relationships strains. Problem in our relationships. What else? Life is throwing all that it can throw on our lives like a soldier standing and facing the adverse situation in the forefront. I want to think about a tree that is trying to stand in the middle of a storm. You know, during the storm, it is going to certainly it is going to lose some of the leaves. It lost a certain amount of leaves. Some of the branches were already broken. Now the tree, tree is still struggling for its life. Its still, tree is still struggling to stand straight in its life. 
Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he says, that's the reason he says, we are hard pressed. We are perplexed. We don't know what to do. We are pressed from all directions. We are perplexed. We are persecuted. We are struck down. This morning, is that you today? Is that you today, this morning? Be aware of your situation. Number one thing, to become resilient. Be aware of your situation. Number two, be aware of your enemies. We are living in a world. Things are not happening in the favor of us. Because we have an enemy. Because we have an enemy. We cannot discount him. We cannot neglect him. We have an enemy. Right? We have an enemy. A young naval captain who was commanding his battleship for the first time in his career. So that ship was, battleship was piercing through the ocean on a particular night. And as it was piercing through the ocean, he could spot in the dark, pitch dark night, he could spot a light, a spot of light coming towards the ship. You know, you can imagine how terrified it was. Right in front of his eyes, he could see a, a spot moving towards his ship. So the young commander, he is you know, commanding his first battleship. The commander radioed to that other ship and saying, Alter your course 10 degrees. Alter your course 10 degrees. And the reply came very shortly. No, you alter your course 10 degrees. Now the captain becomes you know, very aggressive. He is a fearless captain, very young captain. He angrily, he sent a message. Alter your course. I am a destroyer. And the reply came quickly. Alter your course. I am a lighthouse. You know, sometime in the course of our life, we need to alter our ways in order to survive in this world. We came with a plan to this nation, but this morning, what happened to that plan? You came with an idea of settling down quickly within six months. That was promised. Three years now passed by. What happened to that? You know, sometimes we are called to quickly adjust to our situation to find survival on this earth. That's the reason Solomon said in Proverbs 22.3. Solomon says in Proverbs 22.3, A prudent man, a sensible man foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple, the inexperienced pass on or keep going and are punished. A wise man, how to know, how to navigate his ship. And this morning, we are talking about the enemies that we have in this world. But God is calling you to know the enemy so that you can become resilient. You know how to bend back when the enemy passes over you. We need to know our enemies. We need to know our enemy. What of God says in Ephesians 6.12? For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of the wickedness in the heavenly places. Does it make sense to you, this scripture? Can you look at the scripture again? Does it make sense to you? Our fight is not with flesh and blood. There is a power behind. And this morning, to become resilient, God wants us to know our enemy. 
He's trying to do all those things to put us down. You know, this morning, we need to know, we need to be aware of this enemy who is trying to do things against us. There are prophecies spoken in our lives, but today those prophecies have not come true. The reason is not that God lied, but there is an enemy working behind to make sure, to cancel, to nullify all that God has promised in your life. And hello, this morning, I want you to hear me. Prophecies were spoken in your life. Where are those prophecies? The enemy works powerful, vigorously he works in our lives to nullify, to cancel all God's blessings. Once God's blessings are canceled in your life, you are brought to the ground. Nothing. That's what the enemy is trying. To become resilient, we need to know who our enemy is. Number three, be built on God. Be aware of your situation. Be aware of your enemies. Be built on God. The reason wise man put his foundation on the rock because he knew his enemy. Even before the house was built, he knew very well he is building the house, building the house on the shore of Florida. I need to get my insurance. He knew very well. I cannot build my house on the sand. I need to build my house on the rock because he knew his enemy. He knew his surroundings and he decided to build his house on the rock. Be built on God. You know, your Christian life, the life that we try to build in Christ has to be built by us. That cannot be borrowed. Today we try to borrow our Christian life from others. We look at the videos, the way people preach, the way people do things. We get fascinated by those things and we try to borrow their life. No, it's not going to work. It is a life that we need to build. We keep people, pastors and evangelists as our model and we try to build, try to borrow their life into our lives. No, it's not going to work. This is a life that has to be built by us. Can you say that with me? A life that has to be built by me. A life that has to be built by me in Christ. And this morning God is telling us that we need to be built in Christ. You know what, what a deeper foundation means? Just listed a couple of things for your benefit. A deeper foundation, this is what it means. Having a deeper relationship with God. We don't see that outside. We don't see that outside. <laughs> Saying hundred times, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, doesn't guarantee that. Saying stotram, stotram every minute doesn't guarantee that. Listen to me. What guarantees is the inside of it. Having a deeper foundation in Christ will help us to become resilient. Having mounted pillars of strong biblical principles in our lives, how to put the foundation, build those strong pillars in our lives, fleeing away from sinful things, meditating on God's word, systematic giving, sharing the good news. These are kind of pillars that we can build in our lives. Build those pillars and work around those pillars. Building a deeper foundation, having built on strong commitments. You know, these commitments are important. We're talking about how to be built on Christ. Commitment between you and God. The sacrificial commitments that you have with your God. The decisions that you have taken. Nobody knows. No one else knows. 
But that's how you move. That's how you operate. Those kind of commitments between you and your God. Having strong dependency on God. There may be many more. These are a couple of things that we can do to build that strong foundation. Psalm 31 verse 24, Bible says, reading it from NLT, Psalm 31 verse 24, so be strong and courageous, all of you who put your hope in the Lord. First Corinthians 15, 8, 58, Paul says, so my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. We are talking about resiliency, be strong and immovable. You know, those who lay their foundation properly in Christ Jesus are built with greater resiliency. When wind blows on their lives, they bent. We all bent because we are all human. Nobody can stand. We all bent. We think that we may fall. We are just at the verge, at the edge of the situation in love or life. At any moment, we may think that it's all gone. It's all gone. We come up to that. We bent. But if our foundation is proper in Christ, we are resilient, we bend back and come to our original position. Finally, finally, building resiliency means be ready for another season. Be ready for another season. Building up resiliency, as we know, means be aware of your situation, be aware of your enemy, and be built in God, and finally, be ready for another season. Think about the trees that are hit by storms. Again, good example. They look for a new season of growth. They don't expect to be in that stormy situation every time. They expect for new growth. Slowly, little later, if you go and see those trees in the spring, all the leaves they lost, they are going to come back. All the branches they lost, they are going to grow. And the tree is going to come back to its original position. Be ready for another season. You know, that is the expectation of a child of God. It's not that, you know, we are just gone away from God. It's not that we are fallen apart. It's not that, you know, we are kind of disintegrated. No, God is trying to bring us back. Be ready for another season. God is, I believe God is preparing us for a season. The storm that God has allowed in our lives is not going to break us. It's not for breaking us, but instead to build us, to bring us into a new season in our lives. And I believe this morning God is speaking to us. I want you to look at some of the trees that will lose their leaves during the winter. During the winter season, they lose all the trees. Sorry, they lose all the leaves. Especially in the month of January and February, if you see the trees, you see only the branches. We don't see, we don't see the leaves, right? So those who have gone to Cape Breton yesterday, how many of you went to Cape Breton? Many of you? Yeah, I could see that, right? So many of you went to Cape Breton and came at 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock, I got a message saying that, Pastor, we reached safe. Praise God. You reach Saturday night, 12 o'clock, and you are here this morning. Thank God. Right? So you saw leaves falling down, slowly falling apart. And when you visit, if you visit, make a visit in January or February to the same place. Nobody wants to go there. You see only branches. Trees lose their leaves during the fall. Why they do that? They just get ready for winter. They just get ready for winter. As winter approaches, you know what? 
the birds that we see, most of the birds in North America, there is a scarcity of resources here. The insects they eat today, they are not available during winter. There is no food available. They all migrate. Most of the birds, those can fly longer. They're going to migrate most of the time to South America. The middle or the south part of South America, that's where they are going to live. And they are going to come back. They just get ready for another season. Want to think about Jonah. Jonah was in the belly of the fish. And he was praying to God. And God was about to bring him out. And God was about to use him in another season. And when Jonah came out of the belly of fish, you know, this is what he says in Jonah chapter 3. Can you read that with me? Jonah chapter 3. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah. The second time saying, first time when the word of the Lord came to Jonah, he was not willing to go. But now when the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the second time saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and preach to it the message that I tell you. Now, so Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Second time, Jonah was prepared for the season. You know, this morning we are talking about building resiliency. It's also being ready for another season. God wants us to be ready for another season in our lives. Children of Israel were wandering in the wilderness. You know, God was providing them food. God was blessing them with manna. Every day they got manna. But some point of time in their lives, manna stopped. Do you remember where? In Gilgal. Gilgal, manna stopped. They were just wondering, Lord, what happened? I thought you were giving me food every day. But suddenly manna stopped. Lord, I thought I have a job. But this morning I go to work and I see a letter. You are suspended from your duties. Today is the last day. Settle, make every settlement. Lord, I thought it is all done. I thought it is you are taking care of me. But Lord, why? Children of Israel were there outside looking for manna. But then there was manna, no manna. It suddenly stopped. You think that everything is going in your health well? But no. Suddenly something arises there. Lord, why? But this morning God wants you to know that, you know, he is building resiliency within you. This is not the end of life. This is not the end of life. Our financial constraint is not the end of life. The limitations that we deal with today, that's not the end of life. You know, God is preparing us for another season. This morning, God wants us to know that He is our God. God wants us to get ready. Maybe for a season of refining. Maybe for a season of purification. Maybe for a season of abundance. Maybe for a season of new beginnings. Or maybe for a season where we can handle new challenges. God is making us resilient. No matter how we are stretched, how much we are stretched, God is equipping us to spring back to the position where we can keep going. Elijah was crying out to God for his life. Lord, take my life away. It's all done, Lord, enough. It's worth that I'm not living in this world. Take my life away. But God said, no, 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 no. I'm making you more resilient. You brought fire from heaven. No, that's not, that's not all about your walk with Christ. 
You prayed for somebody and they're healing, and now today you go through the same sickness. That's not the end of it. But God told, I'm equipping you for another season. I'm building the resiliency within you so that you will be able to withstand. Rain is going to come down. Flood is going to rise in our lives. The wind is going to blow and beat down the house. But we are not going to have a collapse. You are going to stand firm in the Lord. The reason is, we develop that resiliency within us. We develop that strength within us. We develop that stamina within us. And we can overcome because we know our enemy. We know our enemy. You know, our God is such a gentle God. He says, I, a bruised reed, he will not break. A smoking flax, he will not quench. You know, today you feel that you are so weak. Today you feel that you are so low. Today you feel that when you look at the situations, there is no hope. When you turn every side, you see things are not working in favor of you. Things are working against you. The enemy is trying to throw so many things on your way. But this morning, God is telling you, I am making you, I am building you. I am building you more stronger, more resilient. I am giving you more stamina. I am giving you more courage so that you will be able to handle the situation by the strength I give you. Shall we all stand for a moment? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hibm.org. God bless you.